This is the Bartender Journey Podcast. This is the Bartender Journey Podcast number 87. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. This is the podcast that talks all about bartending. And uh, you can find us on bartenderjourney.net and search for us on Facebook. And I'm on Twitter at Barkeep Tips. Uh, you can contact me anytime. We love to hear from you at vince.bartender at gmail.com. I think people don't listen all the way to the end when I'm going on and on with all that information. So <laughs> here it is at the beginning. Hey, you know what I'm going to do today is get my buddy Ozil on the line. We're going to talk all about bartending. Ozil. What's up? What's up, my brother? What's up, man? Chilling. What about you? Ah, yeah. Well, it's sort of the same. <laughs> Running around like crazy. Whoa. Today's your, uh, your day off, right? Yeah. And guess where I just came from? work (laughs) i know i went hustling bro hustling yeah i went in i went in for like an hour oh yeah yeah well you know i gotta make my make my (laughs) orders don't want to run out of stuff dude how many hours uh how many hours a week are you working now like 60 65 oh snaps okay (laughs) i know you told me you were working like crazy but i didn't know you were doing 60 yeah yeah well, this is my buddy Ozil. He he's been on the show before. You hear his voice at the beginning of our <clears> show, and uh, <laughs> he's a bartender and he's an entrepreneur. And uh, I always enjoy uh, talking to you about about bartending and stuff, and about anything really. Absolutely, man. Well, you know, it's always a pleasure to talk bartending with you, my man. So uh, it's great to be back on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what are you uh, been <clears throat> up to, bartending wise and otherwise? Man, you know what? I've been uh, doing, uh, been hustling my private gigging lately. It's been, as you know, fourth quarter gets really busy with a lot of uh, private events, holiday parties. I actually just got booked for a Halloween party, which is really cool. And then, uh, you know, corporate, uh, big corporate Christmas parties coming up. So uh, looking forward to finishing strong. And just recently, I did not tell you this, man. I just got this uh, staffing. Uh, managerial position uh, position for a, a company here, a venue. What used to be a fire station converted into a venue, and now they have like weddings and private parties. And now I'm staffing and training the bartenders there. Uh, so that's the latest addition to my uh, to my resume. So that's what's what? been going on lately. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we got to talk about that. <laughs> it's like uh, cor- it's like parties. Yes. Yeah, so it is a uh, yeah. So it's just pretty much. Uh, I just did a. Yeah, I got contracted with. Um, it was a private party I did with Jack Daniels. They were releasing their Fire Tennessee. It was, uh, and they just did like a bunch of industry people when we were doing samplings. It was basically a presentation and introducing their new, uh, their new uh, Jack Daniels uh, brand. And anyhow, so we were doing that, and from there I just the, connected uh, with the right people. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, you broke up a little there. Introducing the Jack Daniels. What the um, the so. Yes, so they were introducing the the Jack Daniels, not the honey. It was a fire, fire, right. and right. Uh, yeah. So if you're familiar with the <laughs> yeah. the fireball, uh, right. this is the Jack Daniels' response to that. So anyhow, uh, connected with them, and now they got me working at the venue as the staffing uh, slash training manager for for the bar there. So they yeah, they do a lot of exclusive parties for different um, companies, local companies, and a lot of weddings as well on the weekend. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's been fun. that is cool. That is cool. And yeah, uh, and, uh, yeah the f- fireball sensation is sort of uh, <laughs> is, is sensation the word, the right word for it. But uh, it, it's, it's 
on fire. It's on fire, man. <laughs> That's it's, it. I'm not a big fan of it, though, man. Are you yeah. a big fan of that stuff? No, no. Do you like it? No. Yeah, okay, that's I mean, what I thought. You know, if everybody's on a case, I, I've been known to join in on a on a round of uh, fireball shots, you know, under yeah, uh, under uh, peer pressure. But, <laughs> but you know, it's 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 okay. I mean, hey, I'll tell you what. It, it, I love it. As a bar manager, I love it. <laughs> no, people love it, man, and it sells. I mean. And that's usually kind of the common shot that that people request when they go to the bars. Like, yo, let me get that fireball. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I'm not a big fan, but people love it. And I guess if people love it, you know, we get we got to serve it. We got to make people happy. So that's right. Well, you, you know, can, uh, I saw a recipe you can make your own, uh, far, you know, fireball type whiskey, too. Yeah, but, of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> you can make just about anything, you know, if you put your True. mind to it. Uh, True. I've been looking into that, you know. Once I, t- I took over management of this bar, it was like, I really wanted to get, you know, you have all these ideas like, yeah, all my own, you know, grum- like I talked to you about it before, I think, right? I mean, right. sort of my own uh, twist on Gramonier and my own twist on a coffee liqueur and all this stuff. But, uh, you know, there's other more pressing business to be dealt with. So it kind of falls by the wayside, that stuff. You know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> like, like when the owner's asking you, you know, for uh whatever for numbers on last week or whatever you know you got to come up with that stuff before you can have fun mixing up my you know concoctions or whatever <laughs> yeah that's true that's true that's a whole different ball game man <laughs> yeah yeah so hey man guess what i'm doing tomorrow bar talk to me what are you doing bar smarts advanced that's the oh uh, that's the, you know uh, what i thought you did that already so that's coming is that in new york is that the um yeah that's you actually the go there right where is that where does that take place uh, I'm not sure. I had not heard of this venue before. I don't know if it's just sort of an exhibit space or what. But, okay. Okay. Uh, it's um, but yeah, you get to you, you have to take the Bar Smarts uh, online first, and then once you complete that, you're invited to take the Bar Smarts Advance, which is a full day. You know, eight nine in the morning till five in the afternoon of uh, you know, talks and tastes and mixing up drinks for you know, you might be mixing a drink for Dale DeGroff or something. You know, and. Uh, I, I met a guy and two years ago. They had it in New Orleans just before Tales of the Cocktail started. So I was talking to a guy, and he's like, "Yeah, man, I just I just made a drink for you know for Dale DeGroff." <laughs> right. And, yeah. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, it should be cool. Definitely. So that's tomorrow. Great, yeah, it'll be a great learning experience. So I'm looking. Forward so to you, that. yeah. So you and I are are proud Bar Smarts. Uh, I guess it was the Wire, right? I think it's called Wired mm-hmm. graduates. Uh, you and I, you did the online course as well, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So what you what you think of it, man? Because I thought um, I've taken a couple courses, but mm-hmm. let, let's dive into that, man. What, what did you think of the course for, for especially for bartenders out there that are interested in, uh, in getting and learning about uh, cocktails and bartending? Uh, what did you get out of it? Wow. I, I don't even know where to start. I mean, it's all <laughs> <laughs> the, the, everything from the history to the yeah. – um, you know, yeah. to the practical and um, and even management tips in there, and uh, you know, you're getting the best from the best. You know, the best advice from uh, from David Wondridge and and Dale DeGroff and uh, Steve Olson and these guys are you know they know what they're talking about, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, with that you're getting written material uh, and videos and you, and and a test, and you got to take the test and pass it. <laughs> so. Um, it's uh, actually I made some notes here. I should bring them up. Um, but uh, how about you? What, what, how about you? Would you? Uh, man, you know it's funny because I'm looking. I had to had to bust it out, man. I took like crazy notes when I took that 
that course. And I know I was trying to like, you know, it preps you for, for the quizzes at the end. And I was just, just immersed and just, I was in love with all the content that they provided. I mean, it really goes back into the history of cocktails, uh, the beginnings, you know, the rise of the cocktail movement, the tiki movement. Um, it really breaks down just kind of like the original highball, how it started in Ireland. And it was originally called the Balt, uh, the Ball Malt. It was just served in a tall glass. Um, you know, talked about the, the emergence of vodka and how that blew up, especially here in California in the U.S., and, uh, you know, I just I just thought that it was really in depth, I think, for anybody who wants to learn about the history of bartending. And and I took a great appreciation and respect for the bartending world because it really, again, it's just it's rich with with culture and uh, just how there were bartending rock stars back then. You know, now you're seeing this bartending movement uh, emerge and blow up. But there were some some crazy bartenders out there that were here in the U.S., and, uh, and there were rock stars. So that was really interesting to kind of uh, see all the content and all the bartenders that were coming out back then. Yeah. So I, yeah, I thought yeah. that was really, really cool, man. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a great uh, great course. What comes around goes around, I guess, you know. But yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, it, it is so cool. I mean, everything from learning about how the spirit spread through the world, you know, through the, yeah. you know, you're talking about yeah. history, like the Indian trading company and all these things, how they, mm-hmm. how the, how the, uh, companies that would, would, um, ship things all around the world would, would actually contract with, uh, local farmers to grow, you know, lemons and limes and to prevent right. scurvy, you know, <laughs> like who, scurvy, who would have even thought of this, you know, but that's how, um, mm-hmm. and the, and the, and, the, and mm-hmm. the sailors enjoyed their rum. So then they'd mix it with lime and then a little sugar. And now you got a daiquiri, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's so interesting, this stuff, but I mean, it, right. And that was just the, um, the history was just one segment of four, you know, I mean, Here's some of the. Here's something I wrote down. Uh, your drink needs a name, pref- and preferably a story to go with it. You want to convince people to drink uh, that your drink is worthy of grown-up con- conversation and and consideration. You know, just amazing, amazing stuff there. Uh, they talked about food and cocktail pairings. You know, and uh, that's one thing they got into. Mm-hmm. Um, they got into. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I mean, it was just so extensive, and for for. What is it? Twenty nine bucks or thirty nine bucks? It's just amazing. Yeah, 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 um, definitely. Talked about the bartender's role uh, and uh, his role in society in the past and and present, and uh, the, you know stuff that's kind of uh, that, that we know and that we've talked about in the past. Like you know, you have to be uh, well prepared when everyone walks in, and uh, you have to be ready to multitask. But um, yeah, it's it's great stuff, and I, I I can't wait tomorrow to to do it live, and uh, I'll talk about it again on the show. But uh, yeah, you got you got to definitely do it. You you got to do a recap on it next week for sure. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. And then the other thing we want to talk about, I heard about this book first from you. I think the uh, mm-hmm. the bar book. Yes, by, uh, yes, Jeffrey Morgenthaler. Yep. And, uh, wow, that you know that that broke a lot of. Um, things for me a lot a lot of what's the word cliches or um you know things that i were taught i was taught you know years and years ago how to bartend for instance um i was taught and i just took it for granted that 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 this was the right way to do it when you're building a drink uh in your shaker you put the ice in first and then you start adding things after but but that's that's and i just 
Never thought about why that was a bright way. To, somebody said, you know, oh, well, you're starting to cool the liquor right away as you pour it over, right. the, over the ice, right? But mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's not the proper way to do it, as it turns out, you know? And uh, so he, he pointed out in the book that, um, you know, it, it, you're, you're starting to dilute your drink right away as you're doing that. And let's say you're making more than one drink at a time. Now you're starting to... Um, it, you know, if you're going to build two or three or four drinks at once in, in, uh, and you're going to stir them or shake them, put them in the glass without the ice. And then this way, when you're ready to go, you put the ice in the first one or whatever it is. So, you know, I, it just it broke a lot of, um, of cliches for me. Mm-hmm. That, that book, mm-hmm. you know? No, definitely. It is, um, it, it's, it's definitely the book, the best book I've read about bartending in a long, long time. And I read a lot. And there's, and I also believe that it, it definitely filled a void in right. a much needed area of bartending. I've been, there's way too many cocktail recipe books. Right. And this book delivered, to me, it kind of paralleled kind of what Bar Smarts did in the history, uh, focusing on the techniques. But he did a great job just breaking down, I mean, just everything from the various citrus profiles uh, to juicing, to the types of juicers, to simple syrups, which is also emerging in all the different sy- simple syrups and techniques to create your own simple syrups, uh, the types of ice. Right. I mean, this this book really, really digs deep. I mean, it breaks it. I mean, it really, really breaks it down it really uh, to to the to the to the element of of bartending, and I love it. So, anybody who is listening right now, if you uh, are interested in bartending or bartending now, even if you've been bartending, you uh, you've been bartending for quite some time. Uh, you can learn so much. You even learned a lot from just looking into this book and, and really studying what uh, some of these techniques that he provides. So, yeah, definitely high recommend, highly, highly recommend it. And it's kind of, I think it's going to be the Bible for a lot of bartenders, especially in this new age of bartending. Uh, yeah, so really. got to pick it up, man. Every, and read it cover to cover. That's what I yeah. do. You know? Yeah, for sure. I for mean, sure. everything from how to, you know, how to, how to stir. Um, yeah. And, um, and, oh, here's another one. Uh, talk about breaking cliches. You know, I was, I was taught you never, ever, if you're making a, a drink that contains club soda or any kind of soda, you never would ever shake that or, or, um, right, that's stir, you know, but, uh, he, he recommends, um, just tossing it once from one glass to another to combine it. Right. And I was like, that makes so much sense because anytime right. I've ever made a drink with club soda on the top, you know, it, it tastes either too sweet or too watery, depending where you are in, in the progression of the drink, you know? Yeah. So, um, actually I put the, the cocktail menu I created for, for, uh, uh, for the bar I'm managing now, I, I specify that, uh, toss the drink once from one glass to the other, you know? And, uh, and it came out great. I made my own, uh, pomegranate syrup, you know, grenadine, grenadine, and, uh, fresh lemon juice and, and, and gin and uh, a little club soda, and then you um, toss that one from one glass to another, and it really um, it actually combines the drink, you know, because just putting that club soda on top doesn't it doesn't combine. It's it's so true, right? And that right that turned out to be the the most popular drink on my new cocktail menu. So that's oh, right on. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, the pomegranate cooler. I go. You know, oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny coming up with this cocktail menu because it had to be kind of accessible to people that the kind of things that they could understand and of course uh, you know i mean um we do comedy night one night and uh you know that's when we sell the most cocktails but th- it still has to be you know i'm not going to sell negronis unfortunately um that's just the the reality of the market um the marketplace uh here and uh so 
Uh, I mean, Negronis, I love them. I'm drinking one right now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> oh, right on. Yeah. Cheers, man. Cheers. Yeah, it's a little closer to 5 o'clock here where I am than where you are, right? <laughs> well, I, I beat you to it. It's, uh, what is it? I think it was 3 o'clock, and I was having uh, Fernet Branca on rocks earlier right. before I got on the phone. So, nice. yeah, I had my little taste. <laughs> I started my happy hour early, man. That's good. That's good. So, it's good stuff. No, but definitely, like I said, just going on to what you just said, it's it's a great book. Um and, you know, just like you said about t- focus on technique and also like dairy and, and how you focus, you know, as far as sours and eggs. And uh, also the illustration is amazing. And there's some really good, good recipes. I like the fact that he did not make it into a recipe book. And he made right. it very clear in the beginning <laughs> right. that, hey, listen, you guys are way from, you know, have way too many uh, cocktail recipe uh, books out there. So I thought this was, uh, it, it was perfect timing, especially now since uh, this this new renaissance, this bartending movement is blowing. I think it's great to get back to the technique and, and really understand the way, what is a simple syrup? What is a compound syrup? What is, you know, the carbonation, creating your own cocktails? Uh, just like you said, you know, stirring and shaking different techniques that we can do, the garnishing. I mean, this book really is a comprehensive. It breaks everything down. And, and I can't, I mean, I, I love it. I'm still, yeah. I still go back and read it. Like, it's one of those books, like, I feel like you're always going to go back to. Right. Uh, to constantly just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. That's how you do it, you know, and, and go back to doing that and experiment with uh, different recipes as well. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, good yeah. stuff, man. I'm thinking, you know, another couple months, I might go ahead and read it cover to cover again. <laughs> but, yeah, I skipped through it. Did you read it? Because I, yeah, I read was trying. It, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I went through the first time and then now I'm just kind of like just dipping into I'm getting into like, you know, creating my own simple syrups lately. And uh, so that's I, I definitely use it as a reference to uh, go back and, and help me out with that as well. So. All right. Yeah, um, man. Yeah. Oh, here was it. And it's great how he, he actually did experiments with things. Here, here's another thing that I learned yeah. years ago. And just took it for granted that it was true. I never, never experimented it uh, with it on my own. You know that when you juice a lemon or lime or an orange, that mm-hmm. uh, if it's warmer, you'll get more juice from it. And, right. Uh, I mean, I'm, I, I, I still need to do my own experiment, I guess, because. But according to his experiment, he actually got slightly more from a cold lime than a, than a warm lime. You know, and I've always mm-hmm. been, uh, I've always either kept them at room temperature or if they were cold i'd be i even put them in the uh, microwave for a sec but um it's uh it's so cool that he you know he he printed the results of his experiment in right. the book you know yeah, it's yeah. Cool. that's that's something that uh that i got and it's very experiment that's what i love about it, it was like really he broke down the science right and he did it like you really were he treated like a lab and it reminds me have you ever read that book uh, by tim ferris uh, called the four hour work week yeah uh-huh. Okay, so Tim Ferriss is a very, for some of you guys who don't know, he's very entrepreneurial, very, very experimental entrepreneur uh, in, in that book. And he's released other book, The 4-Hour Chef. And he just breaks down the science of things, like how, you know, just really bring it to the elements of how can you cut this, you know, just all about efficiency and, and you know, the lifelong of limes and lemons. And, and, and he, would, he dug into the culinary arts. And this book, I thought, was very, very similar to, it's kind of like the four-hour work week for bartenders. I think it really broke down the science of things and how we can be more efficient and really understand the things that we're cutting up and we're doing uh, to to the science of it. So I thought that was really cool about it. Yeah, I it's that. like what yeah. I, I always feel in whatever you're doing. I, I always feel like if you know the reason behind it, you know, mm-hmm. if you know mm-hmm. why you're doing something a certain way, sure. it'll you'll remember it better and you'll 
appreciate it better and you'll and you'll continue to do it that way rather than just being told this is how you do it you know by the way four yeah. hour chef i didn't know i didn't yeah that, so that he, book i don't know about <laughs> yeah so he released that that was his last did he release it was that his last book i'm not sure if it was his last book but it's it's fairly new and it's called the four hour chef uh great book i mean he really uh oh because he released i'm sorry he released before that he released a four hour body and he's 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 mm. going on this four hour yeah, brand yeah. and then the four hour chef and that one is really cool you should definitely pick it up because it also talks about just it's more on culinary and cooking and, and different oh, basic cool. stuff yeah how to do so um yeah yeah it's it's definitely uh breaks down the science and this is something that i got from this book as well so wow good stuff man good stuff yeah well i do need to check that out because now in my new job i'm I'm the food and beverage director so in, in addition to the bar i'm also the chef's boss so oh really <laughs> yeah okay. and you know i do have a culinary background a long long time ago but uh haven't done it professionally in an awfully long time so now uh I mean, we have to come up with a, a new food menu as well for for the winter, and uh, I'm just kind of like, I don't know, drawing a blank, man, you know? <laughs> man, so you're doing the food and the beverages, man. It's yeah, yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, oh, and if you want to hear more about my my adventures here, it's uh, I inherit it. Yeah, you you probably heard us talk on on past shows about my frustrations with uh, when I, when I was looking for bartending work, it was like everybody, a lot of people didn't want experienced bartenders. You know, they wanted young people that they could mold in their own image. You know, and I was like so frustrated with that. Dude, I totally get it now. <laughs> I totally get it. I you know I inherited this bartender. Um, who was allowed to do whatever he wanted. The, the woman that had my job before I have it, but mm -hmm. you know, before me, she was way more into culinary, didn't know anything about bars. You know, I was sort of flip-flop from that, you know? So, um, she was comfortable in the kitchen and she kind of let this head bartender do all the ordering, come up with the drinks, you know, without any documentation about how much the drinks would cost. He did whatever he wanted, you know, and and we totally clashed heads, you know, and uh, so I had to let him go. <laughs> and, and this was due to his, I mean, he had experience. He was, this was an experienced bartender. That well, I mean, my point is he, he was set in his ways, you know, and, and he was set in his ways of doing things there and nobody ever told him otherwise or told him what to do. And uh, he just resented it so much, you know, so um my, I hired somebody new who was younger, less experienced, and I told her what to do, and th you know I told her the reasons for it, and and she was totally okay with everything, and did things my way, and it was great, you know, it was such a relief after dealing with this guy where everything was a debate, you know, everything, yes, everything was a debate, yes. you know, and I everything know was like <laughs> everything was like a great injustice to him. So it was, man, it's managing people, man, it's you know, it ain't easy. So. Well, let's talk about that because I want to, <laughs> you know, hold on real quick because this is very interesting. This is a very interesting topic, man, because recently, as I mentioned before, that I got into this position where it's, it's managerial and I'm staffing, right? Mm -hmm. So now I was like, okay, great. Now I'm in these shoes and now I have to staff. So uh, it was, this is, this is new grounds for me. So I'm, I'm probably right. going to have to talk to you after this yeah. just for advice because I'm still learning. Um you know, because I wanted to bartend. I did not want to be put in this position. However, I embraced it. I was like, all right, this is a new challenge. Let me see. Let me see what I can do with it. I love it just because I love the training aspect and, and helping people, especially when it comes to customer service. And I love that. I love giving people the opportunity. Uh, I love the team. I love the whole motivation behind it. And uh, so anyhow, my whole point being is 
when I worked with a bartender that was experienced, and it, this is really unfortunate, and I think you can probably get this in any field of work, where they're set in their ways, they feel like they know it all, yep. they've learned everything about it, and yep. they don't care if you have more experience, but they are not going to listen to you. And they're usually, unfortunately, the hardest people to work with. And I was talking to a buddy of mine, there's a really popular cocktail bar here in Houston, and he was telling me that he was trying to get in, but could not get in because he had experience. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. I was like, yeah. really? Because I always heard the opposite. You know, right. you know, it's like, hey, you need experience to work at this bar. Yeah. And apparently some of these really um, popular cocktail bars, well-known cocktail bars, they rather pick people who have no experience. That way they can mold them, train them. And I'm like, that's beautiful. And now I'm seeing that so now in you, my position. Yeah. Where now yeah, now you get it. Now you yeah, get now it. I get it. And now I'm like literally saying, hey, listen, do you have experience? No, I don't have a lot of experience. Great. Come yeah, on. I need perfect. <laughs> because it's so true. I mean, they're, they're a sponge. They're, they're willing to learn. They want to yeah. get better. Um, you can kind of like instill those seeds of service and, and, and things of, you know, letting them know, hey, hey listen, you're never going to know it all. So keep learning, okay? So I'm going to train you. I'm going to help you with the basis, but just keep learning. And please don't ever, ever be fixated on thinking that you're the best bartender. And you can do that early on, whereas the opposite, uh, if you talk to an experienced bartender, you tell them, hey, listen, they're going to, hey, well, this is the way I shake it. And I did this and I work, you know. And uh, now, so it's funny you mentioned that, man, because now I have to chime in because uh, of my personal experience recently <laughs> uh, working with both. And yes, man, I agree with you. Now I work with, with younger bartenders because I'd rather cultivate and help them into that position. And I also kind of, like I said, plant the seeds of always know that you are, you're always going to learn. There's always room to improve. Yes. And uh, so, yes. So, guys, if you're listening for those, because I, re- I was like, I was like, man, I don't have a lot of experience. How am I going to get in? No, there are people out there. There's bar managers uh, cocktail bars that are uh, that want to train you that you are the perfect candidate. Uh, that experience thing is not even a big factor anymore. Yes, some places like fast volume pubs maybe, but um, a lot of places are now gravitating towards young people that are just hungry and th- you know thirsting to get better and and, uh, and learn the program rather than the people that been in it for for fifteen you know, 20 years. So totally. totally yeah. Totally. And I've been seeing that as well. But you know what, on the other side of the coin, there was an article in the New York times this past uh-huh. Sunday about how the fact there's a shortage of high quality bartenders in, in New York city, uh, it's- and, and other, and other major markets, you know? So, um, I mean, there, there is room on the, on the extreme other end of that, uh, for, for very exp- experienced bartenders who, uh, can come into, uh, this article is specifically talking about restaurants, um, that needed cocktail programs that made sense and they, and they needed experienced bartenders and, there, and there's not enough of them out there. There's, there's literally a shortage of experienced bartenders. And it might be, let me ask you this though, man. Okay. So it might be, that might be the case. But I think, let me flip it around, and I think it's more of the case of bad, I mean, there's some management out there that are not, you know, that are not doing their job correctly. And I I think we need better managers as well. I think we need better leaders to be able to coach and cultivate a team. And I think, uh, hey, how's it going? (laughs) That's a dog. I think I just wanted to chime in as well. Like, yeah. Um, (laughs) I agree. I agree. So, um, so what I was saying, um, Vince, is that I think there's a lot of people that, I mean, there's a couple cocktail bars here and the managers take great pride in creating like after, you know, after hours, they have courses and they have classes and, and train ongoing training. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think yeah. if more bar managers and more establishments incorporated 
um, after our courses, I think the training is ongoing. I think it will be better for all of us. And you'll get that experienced bartender, uh, you know, and you'll get that, you know, people who are amateurs, you know, get it to, to that level of, of, you know, experienced bartending. Uh, so I think there needs to be more after our programs, um, you know, incorporating these bar establishments in order to get more experienced bartenders and exceptional service on both ends. So, yeah, yeah, that, you know? that came up at uh, several seminars at Tales of the Cocktail about just on, ongoing ongoing training is, is there. You go, necessary, key. You know, it's key, I mean, it's man. Key. I mean, it keeps it keeps your staff um, interested in what they're doing. Right. You know, exactly. I mean, that, that's the kind of people you want working for you you know people like you and me who just uh, just want to keep learning want to learn more right. and more and more and, and experience new things and and come up with their own ideas you know listen to what they have to say it, uh, that came up many times at tales of the cocktail was interesting that you meant that you brought that up but um mm-hmm. but um yeah it's it's a weird thing man trying to manage <laughs> manage people and uh, you know and it's like wow and kudos to you, man, because <laughs> management is not easy. And even in this, I mean, again, I, this is just baby steps and I've been doing it for a couple of weeks now. And I'm like, man, it's hard. I remember calling my mom and I was like, hey, <laughs> oh, mom, this is tough. Like, I just can't. I mean, you're literally babying adults. And I'm like, hell, yeah. I, what the hell? Like, you should know this. You know better than well. this. And, and you know, just reliability and just, I mean, a lot of it is on, is on your back, man. And it's tough. It really, really is tough. And you're trying trying to be fair to everybody and you get questioned a lot about whether or not, you know, it's this and price and are you sure you're doing this and should I, and then they're giving, I mean, it's just a lot of <laughs> a mm-hmm. backlash you have to deal with yeah. and, and it's tough, man. So kudos to all the bar managers <laughs> out there because your job is not easy. I mean, like I said, I'm enjoying this. This is a great challenge. I'm embracing it. But uh, I think I prefer just being behind the stick. <laughs> well, yeah. What happens people. is people, you know, people take things so so personally, and yeah, I, you know, and I've been, I, I admit, I've been in that situation where you know, yeah. like I, you know, why is it, why is he coming down so hard on me? And it's like, <laughs> it's like this is just one thing of a thousand on my list to do today. You know, is exactly. to correct this behavior that you did yesterday or whatever you know so it's like to me it's not that big a deal you know but to be on the receiving end of that sometimes it feels very personal you know mm-hmm. and i don't know how to i don't know how to correct that but you know it, it depends on the personality you're dealing with too you know yeah, i mean we had a we had something um the the sous chef there was something we had to correct you know with his behavior something we had to talk to him about you know the chef and i sat down with the sous chef and uh told you know we had an adult conversation about it you know it wasn't personal you know he didn't take it personally we didn't accuse him of anything in a you know yeah it wasn't accusatory but it was just like this is the way we want it done and this is what you did so in the future do it this way <laughs> you know and he got it you know right but then you know depending on yeah depending on the personality of the person you're talking to they they might you know get defensive or Mm -hmm. might shut down or they might you know i mean personalities ego cynics i mean you get them all and unfortunately i mean that's that's part of i mean like i said any field of work you're going to deal with that so i mean it's tough being a manager and then you're of course trying to draw the line between you know being a leader and a motivator and a friend and and then a manager who's you know and then just you know you really want to help them out but they don't understand the the business aspect of things, and then that's when they start questioning you, and you're like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I'm giving, I'm trying to help you out here. I'm trying to help yeah, you out." Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but there it's is, tough. you know, there there's 
I always look at people's motivations, you know? So like, what's, what's that person's motivation to make as much money in that shift as possible. Right. You know? Yeah. And sometimes they'll think, you know, that should be my motivation too, but it's not, you know, <laughs> mine is to make the most money possible for the owner. You know, that's my motivation. So we, you know, our motivations, hopefully can, uh, hopefully those two things can work together to work out for everybody, you know, but if you, if you get somebody who's, um, really totally focused on, you know, what's going to make his life as easy as possible and make him the most money, you know, now you, now you have disparaging, uh, motivations. You right. Know? So, <laughs> right. No, for sure. And I think the key thing is, is, you know, and this is what I'm trying to, I'm, this is the approach I'm taking and it's been challenging, but, you know, building this, this, um, this sense of motivation, but creating a team. And I think that's always difficult because a lot, you're going to have one personality that's like, listen, I just want to make my money. I'm going to get in and out. And, and that's when sometimes the tough decision has to be made. And it's like, okay, I get it. I know you want to make money and that is your motivation. That is your why. But uh, I'm also trying to make sure that we're after, you know, we're looking after each other. We all want to make money. The business want to make money. We want to make sure that we give you an opportunity to make money. But let's have a sense of team. And I think that's really hard because you do see a lot of uh, – individuality, like individualistic uh, approaches to, to a job. And I think that if, you know, the management wants to build a team and that individual does not want to be a part of it, uh, that's re- it's kind of not unfixable. Like it's kind of hard not to, you know, and I think that's a challenge that I've been having is, is building the team and making sure that we are, are there to help each other out. And I think that's something that, that creates the, the best bars. If you look at bars like EO and all these other great bars, I mean, it's you, you sense like this friendship, like this right. tribe. Yeah. Like build a freaking tribe within the bar that yeah. listen, we got our backs and and you see that I mean shit, they even tattooed the the the, yeah. the brand on you know, know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. I mean, that is the epitome. I mean, you can take that to anything, and that is what makes a, a championship sports team. That's what makes uh, a team really successful. That's what makes a successful bar a worldwide mm-hmm. success is when you have a tribe, when you have a team that sticks for each other. And I think uh, that's what I'm trying to take that approach. It's hard, again, because you said your motivation, everybody has a different motivation, uh, but it has to be aligned Um and it's yeah. just tough to get those individuals that are willing to be like, okay, cool. I want to be a part of this. And if I, even I, you know, I, I take a couple blows here and there, it's all good. It's for the team and we're going to help each other out. And, you know, I scratch, you know, your back, you scratch mine kind of philosophy. So, uh, yeah, that's something that, uh, yeah. I think is much needed, man. Yeah. Yeah. That, I'm sure there's many books I should be reading on this subject as well. You know, <laughs> we were talking about bar think- books, but, uh, you know, management books, I'm sure there's tons of them out there. You know what? You. Great, yeah, yeah. There's a great book by uh, Seth Godin. I don't know if you're familiar with Seth Godin. He's no. like my my marketing guru god. Yeah, he's um, he has a book called Tribes, actually, uh, and it's a great book. And and I think it's something that, especially, uh, I'm a big believer in not even studying. Uh, bartending, you know, stuff all the time. I like to study marketing and, and a lot of entrepreneurial topics, uh, yeah. you know, team, et cetera. So yeah, man, for sure, man, branch out and 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 look at, pull from different sources because there's some great content out there that you can pull from and incorporate in your line of work that right. can help you uh, become a better leader. And, uh, and also understanding different individual personalities that you have to uh, yeah, deal with. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, tough, yeah. you know? <laughs> but um, another thing too that I want to mention, my man, is... Um, is there was something that happened this past weekend, and I was like, I gotta talk about this with my man when I when I talk to him. Is um, and, and I think you and Vano had talked about this before. Is you know, 
you know, what makes a great bartender? So what makes a great bartender in this? I'm taking the notes from from BarSmart. It says friendly, being friendly, fast, and, and consistent, mm. right? Um, I want to put a couple stars by being friendly in customer service. That's something I've been focusing on lately uh, from this staffing management position and also as a bartender to stress and for bartenders that are listening the importance of guest service, customer yeah. service. And I know oh, you guys yeah. have talked about this a lot. Check this out. Here's a little incident that happened this past weekend where we're doing a private party. Okay. And I was chatting it up with this guy. He was, uh, it was a wedding. Okay. And it was three bartenders. And uh, the, it was the, um, the father of the bride. I was talking to him. And we're, you know, chopping it up. And yeah, great, thanks. You know, we were closing yeah. it out. Uh-huh. And he pulls out. He looks at me. And we're talking. And he's, he, pulls his wall, he pulls his wallet out and hands over a $20 bill. I was like, hey, man, listen, thank you so much. And then he sees the other bartenders. And he, he proceeds to pull out a $20 bill for bartender number two. Right. And then the other bartender was counting money, first off, tip money right in front of him, which, you know, yeah, that's a no-no. Dumb, no, uh, and dumb. then, you know, yeah, don't do that, uh, especially when you're on shift. And then he gives her the $20 bill. She takes the $20 bill and does not say anything and, say, and just oh. keeps on counting the money. Dude, <laughs> that pissed me off. Oh, brother. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I really uh, yeah. and I remember looking at her and I think I, I just stood and just stared at her for a while. And I was like, you any minute now, any minute. Where, where, where's the thank you? Where, where, oh, where, where is it? Nothing, bro. She went back. She looked. She just glanced, grabbed it. I think it was a quick glance and went back to counting money. And I remember looking back and I was embarrassed. And I looked at at, at um at the man in front of me and he was he looked at he just looked at me and just ignored it and then he made a comment later he's like is she okay is she mad or uh, i'm like oh no she's just she's she's a serious type don't worry about her she's just uh, yeah it's all good man but anyways that that pissed me off man and that's something that i want to carry the flag even moving forward with bartending especially next year is really stressing the importance of of giving customer service and that's something for bartenders please when and you guys had talked about this before on the show when somebody tips you please stop what you're doing for that split second yeah look them in the eyes and yep. say thank you. Be yep. express gratitude and appreciation for that because they're digging into their pockets to give you money. As you guys know, not everybody tips. So oh, yeah. when people tip, you acknowledge that. And that oh, incident yeah. happened, and it just really, really grinded me up, bro. And uh, it's something that I was like, you know what? This is this is some. And this is it was a young girl. She was a yeah. nineteen-year-old girl, whatever. Right. Uh, but I just was so pissed off, and and I just did not like that. So, anyways. That's the more of the story is, guys, please, customer service is, is key. You can be a great, you can learn how to make drinks. You can learn how to be a fast bartender in a high volume uh, bar or whatever, you know, whatever you're doing. That's great. You'll learn that with time, with practice. But, you know, be, be friendly. If you're not a social person, if you don't understand that, you know, appreciation, don't know how to express that, don't work. Like, don't work behind the bar. Like, find <laughs> another way to make money yeah. or supplemental income. Don't, totally. don't, don't, don't join our sector because that's giving a lot of bartenders a bad name. And we're supposed to represent, we're, we're the people's employee. Like, we, you know, we, we are working for the people. So make sure that you take care of them. And uh, and they're gonna take care of you and acknowledge that. So yeah, there's yeah. my little rant. I'm sorry, man. Off no, my soapbox. that's awesome. But what do you think about no. that, man? Because I, I know you. I mean, absolutely. Do you, have you dealt with I mean, that we or? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, how many times on the show we talked about it? It's, you know, I mean, I say thank you probably too too much, you know? I, <laughs> me too. You know, they give me, me you too. know, they ask, for the che- they ask for the check, I give them the check, I say thank you, you know, they sign the thing, I take it back, I say thank you, you know, and it's like, I, I feel like sometimes I'm like, am I saying thank you too much? But, you know, like, totally. It's an overly right. friendly bartender. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, hey, I, you got to mix it up a little, you know, say cheers, sure. they say, uh, you absolutely. know, my thing, um, when somebody says when somebody says um, to me, some says, you know, if I serve somebody a drink, say, uh, and they say thank you, I'm like, uh, I, you know what I always say? My pleasure. I don't want to say you're mm-hmm. welcome. I don't want to say you're welcome because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that makes it sound like I'm doing them a favor. You know, I'm, I'm not there to do them a favor. I'm there to serve them and mm-hmm. take care and take care of them and make, make, make it their experience, not mine, you know. So yeah. it's like, you know, it's like it was my pleasure to do this for you. You know, your welcome doesn't convey the same ex- message to me, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, so that, that's I like that. my thing yeah. on that. So true. But to, you know, uh, you know, and then yeah, to continue with this, you know, they pay the check. They Now they're leaving. I say, thank you again. Thank you for, you know, and, and I'll try to mix the message up a little by saying, thank you for coming or thank you for stopping by. Thanks for stopping in. Um, but you know, I couldn't agree with you more on that. You know, it's- yeah. I mean, if you if you treat your bar, your your area, your 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 sector, whatever it is, um, like it's your living room, and they're stepping right. into your home, right? You know, that right. that's what it's about, man. It's like you're taking care of that, and, and you have to make sure that that's. And I heard that somewhere, and I think that's very that's a beautiful analogy that you make sure that you make them feel welcome. It's it's really about them. Yeah. And, and the beautiful thing is we're there to party with them and have fun. You right. know. But but make sure that if you're going to we're hosting, you know, so make sure right. that you make them feel amazing and like rock stars. So don't, you know, and especially when they tip you and they're giving you their hard earned money, uh, you know, especially a twenty dollar bill. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> whatever it is, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, um, you, you, you help them out and, and you thank them. And I think yeah. that's very, very important. So that's something that that maybe you and I can carry. I know there's a lot of great bartenders, man. And, and I've seen that a lot, though, uh, Vince. It's just a lot of bartenders are good. But yeah. they just the customers service sucks and i'm yeah. like seriously yeah. damn and i think i love it when you see it's hard to find that superstar bartender where they're great at making drinks they're fast they're consistent and they can give you great service man those are the rock stars and yeah. and that's yeah. those, that's a rarity unfortunately there's a lot of great bartenders but um there's a i mean it's, it's really rare to find that that bartender that has all the elements uh of what makes greatness and yeah, uh, well, so we can all take note of that. we can all just uh aspire to be that person you know but uh for sure absolutely yeah. But uh to continue what you were saying about you know in in my family you know the, the, when you have a you host a party people come you know the, the host of the party is obviously spending a lot of money to throw this party you know but right. as as your guests are leaving you say thanks for coming you know and it's like mm-hmm. they they should be thanking the host, right? Because the host, you know, hosted the party and it's going to clean up before the party, clean up after the party and paid for all the booze yeah. and paid for all the food, you know, but, but still as the host, you say, thanks for coming, you know, and, uh, that, that, that ties into what you're saying, you know? And, and yeah, definitely. And also to add on to that, there is, when you go to a restaurant, when you go to a bar, usually there's food and stuff like that. When people go, you know, they're going, you know, obviously, you know, they might go for their, for the food, but it's usually the bartender where they gravitate and like, Hey, you are my friend. In other words, they're working, they're working with the wait staff or whatnot. And, but the bartenders, when really they cultivate relationships with you. So you get to know them by the names, you know, know this, you get to know their stories and, and, you know, you know, my son got married and great. And, and that's the beautiful thing that I love about bartending is cultivating 
cultivating that deep social interaction with your guests. And I always like to say guests, not customers, but guests, oh, yeah. because oh, yeah. um, I think that's that's really what it's about. And you know, that's that's the thing. So never neglect that. So when they come to an establishment, it's also great for business because they're going to come back for you. They're going to go back for the bartender. So if, it's very important that social interaction and for that bartender to understand uh, the importance of making sure that you have your A game. You're always smiling. You're always thanking them because they're going to dig into their pockets because you're making them feel good. We're li- actually in a business of making f- people feel good uh, in more ways than one, right? We want to make sure <laughs> right, nice right. Buck. But, you know, but we want to make sure they feel good. And when they feel good, uh, they will be back. They right. will be back and, right. and they'll bring their more friends. So again, the business, everybody wins. The bartender, the business is making money. And of course, the guests are, are, are feeling like a million bucks and they're going to continue coming back. So those are some elements that I think is not talked about in the bartending world. Uh, we're always talking about techniques and, and syrups yeah. and all this. I think it's great. You and I talk about it. I think that's something that's, yeah, you know, we're geeks. Yeah. We're cocktail geeks. Well, so we, we can talk about that. <laughs> but also there is that, that layer that when it comes down to it, we are in the business of service and, and guest service. And there's that element, unfortunately, that that personality trait that that bartender must have uh, to really take what they do to that level are to that next level. And I think that's that's definitely guest service. So yeah. I want to make sure that we talk about that and, and share right. that with, with our well, people today. Well, what, what, what you were talking about just a minute ago about uh, yeah. the sort of special relationship that the guests and the bartenders have, that that was mm-hmm. actually touched on in the Bar Smarts course. Uh, I think it was Dale DeGroff said that um, uh, when uh, when a guest is sitting at a table – uh, there's there's a server and the and the, the guest is kind of renting this table and the and the server is kind of very subservient you know and uh, but it's a very different relationship at the bar where um, you know at the bar the, you you can uh, kind of kid around with the guests more and you can uh, you know the, the the guest is the guest is more a guest at the bar than they are at, at the table you know what I mean <laughs> at the table they mm-hmm. they kind of own right. that table they kind of own that table for they rent that table for for an hour or so you know but at the bar it's the bartender's bar and um the bar the bar tender can uh you know can can you know give you a little uh a little shit or you know you know it's okay at, in that situation where it wouldn't be yeah with the servers so that i thought that was a cool um that was a cool thing that i took away from the bar smarts course so, yeah, there's yeah, there's definitely more leeway as being a bartender. Uh, yeah, <laughs> to yeah, be, yeah, especially at the when, you know when I when I used to do weddings like you're you know when I used to work events at the bar we would uh-huh. you know we would really sometimes we really uh, you know dig into them a little bit and, and they, you know in the right situation it would be a lot of fun you know where uh, but you know the servers at the tables couldn't do that that same thing you know so it's uh, point is I guess the, being a bartender is more fun than being a server. <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree. I, Actually, I've, I've a buddy had, of mine. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I've had a lot of I've had a lot of staffing shortages lately. So I've been uh-huh. I've been I've been bartending and ser- and even serving tables. You know, over the last few weeks. And I I said to somebody the other day, you know what? I forgot that I really don't enjoy waiting on tables. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. And it's funny because you'll talk to I'll talk to a lot of people in the industry. And actually, uh, my best friend in New York, he has been a waiter for many, many years, uh, probably like 15 years plus. And I think he bartended for a couple of years early on. But he just recently now he's working in Manhattan now. He's 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 a bartender. And he was like, man, I don't know why I did not do this a lot earlier. (laughs) You know, because (laughs) he loves he's all 
Yeah, he, he he's a chat. He's a chatterbox. He likes to chat, and he's all about. He's social, and and of course the networking that you get. You meet so many people from different walks. And it's just it's just a beautiful element that you can't you can't get whenever you're a server. Um, so that's the reason why I would I would meet a lot. I would meet a lot of servers. But hey, man, uh, you know, uh, whenever there's an opening, let me know because I want to bartend too. And you see a lot of servers that want to transition out and go into bartending because yeah. I think of that social interaction. So uh, yeah, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful job, and I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I, kn- I didn't finish my story from about 45 minutes ago, that, uh, so I, I had to let this one bartender go. <laughs> Bring it back. And I, uh, I, hired somebody, oh, yeah, yeah. I hired somebody new that I really liked. And, you know, she, mm-hmm. she was fairly young, but she had bartended before, and uh, it was working out great. I got an, She worked, I think, four days. I got an email from her today. I found another job closer to home, and they're, they're giving me more shifts, so sorry. <laughs> I can work this weekend because I said I would, but that'll be it. I'm like, man. She oh, was, no. Uh, she was – awesome she was yeah she was perfect but now i gotta go find somebody new again and that's part of the business too right unfortunately is just finding people uh you know that are are reliable and then of course people start searching for they have a job but they're searching for you know other jobs and and, different bars and it's just yeah it gets yeah finding that loyalty man it it could be pretty hard uh when it comes to uh to this that's how the previous guy held on to his job so much because he worked like it was his only job and he kind of worked whenever we needed him and uh-huh. like you know sometimes it wasn't that sometimes the money wasn't that good and it was like yeah but if we let this guy go how are we going to cover all these shifts you know mm, yeah, and it was like that. <laughs> and he actually <laughs> he actually got away with some stuff you know like a month ago that just because i didn't know how we were going to cover all these shifts you know and then as it turned out he should have he should have gone then but anyway i'm tired yeah of talking, i'm tired of talking about that guy i should stop <laughs> have another negroni man have another negroni that's on me dude mm. oh, take a sip hey man i got a uh i got a sponsor this week it's what yeah what? it's uh flavor is the name of the website and they do these um they'll send you five little tastes of whiskey each month and um We'll put a link up on my on my website bartenderjourney.net, and you'll uh, if you go there you'll get a special deal and uh, you'll help support the show. But uh, oh really? Okay. I, yeah, I've got five little tastes here from all over the world. I got a scotch. I've got uh, gee, I didn't even look at all these yet, but but there's uh, five really high end whiskeys, and it's you know about an airplane bottle full of each. And uh, the idea is to have a uh, have a tasting and have your friends over, and uh, you know have fun and taste the whiskeys. And I, I actually have some friends that are really into whiskey and they, it'd be perfect to sit around and record the show and taste whiskeys with them. But you know, it's hard to schedule that, uh, with people that have normal jobs for a Monday afternoon at four o'clock, you know, to, Hey, you want to come over and drink some whiskey at four o'clock on Monday? Well, <laughs> I'd love to, but, uh, I can't make it, you know, but, uh, yeah, check out, um, the link. I'll put it up and it's flavor.com yeah. and, uh, but go through, Go through bartenderjourney.net, so uh, you help You'll support the show. That yeah, yeah. And uh, the the previous sample, I got, I got, I got a whiskey from um, Switzerland, which was the smokiest whiskey I've ever had. It was like <laughs> sticking your head over a campfire. I never tasted anything oh, like wow. it in my life. It was wild. But wow. um, you're you're see. making me the perks of having a bartending podcast. Damn it, yep, I'm gonna have yep, to start yep. one myself, man. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Well, you uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, my my studio here is full of um, 
things <laughs> that you'd be jealous uh, of. Oh my god, I'm sure you get hooked up. Since my, I guess nice. since my uh, since my Negroni's gone, I guess I'll open one of these little tastes here. Jefferson's ten uh, year old straight rye whiskey. Uh, so we'll take a taste of this. And uh, nice. here you go, my brother, passing through the internet. Oh my That's god! Yes, right here. As, <laughs> as I drink my green tea now, man. Cheer! Uh, oh man. Okay. Got that. Okay. Mm. How's that? How's that? Oh, it's nice. Um, oh, that would be great in Manhattan. It's oh, it's really smooth and it's it's um, it's it's got like a little um, sweet? maple. Sweet? Yeah, it's got like a little maple syrup to it. The taste to it. I would okay. Say. But the rye, you know, rye has that. You know, like rye bread. It has that certain um, uh, grain flavor to it. That all rye's have. Are you drinking much rye these days? Rye. You know what I I am. I've been experimenting. I'm, I'm more of a rye than than bourbon, man. When, especially yeah. when it comes to like old fashions and Manhattan's. Yeah. A lot of the classics. I'm still experimenting with rye. I'm just a big fan. Uh, especially when I do my whiskey sours. I've been doing a lot of whiskey sours lately, oh, yeah. uh, as a, as my nightcap. So I always use rye. Um, bourbon's a little little too sweet for me, but um, you know, there's it's still good stuff. Mm. Out that you know, out there. Oh yeah, yeah I, man. Lo- I love rye, and then I'm finding a lot of the bourbons that I prefer are uh, contain a lot of rye. You know, because mo- most bourbons will have uh, bourbon by law has to have 51 percent corn, right? Um, and the for- the rest of the 49 percent could be whatever. It could be mm-hmm. it could be 100 percent corn, but it has to be at least 51 percent. But in general, the um, the ones that I prefer, I'm I'm finding have a lot of rye in them. The bourbons, so. Yeah, you're, you're making me jealous here, man. I'm, I'm uh, mm-hmm. sipping vicariously through you. Fine <laughs> rye. I'm, I'm at a rye, man. Unfortunately, I stock up my home bar, as you know, man. It could be a very expensive hobby. Yes. Uh, because I'm experimenting with cocktails uh, late nights, and then I'm also trying to keep some whenever guests come over. Yeah. Uh, and then usually when my guests come over, they're all gone. Like, what happened to the wine? I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I <laughs> drank it all. I had it all. I'm sorry. I make cocktails at night. Yeah. So yeah. I, I have, to, I have uh, apparently I have too many one-man parties out here in my apartment. <laughs> and so, well, uh, you, are, you uh, also find yourself picking and choosing what's going to be on the bar based on what guests are coming over, right? <laughs> whether they're going to yes. appreciate it or not, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. Uh, yeah, I've been... I I have a couple of friends who uh, appreciate you know these kind of high end cocktails and high end spirits. So uh, I encourage them to. Uh, I've kind of trained them now to to bring a good bottle with to, them. You to, know? to bring their own. <laughs> yeah. Like, so so what do you what do you want you know what do you want tonight? Uh, you know whether it's a whiskey or a rum or whatever. So uh, oh, oh speaking of rye, I should go back. I've got a a sample here waiting to be done. Whistle Pig Straight Rye Whiskey. And uh, this is a sample. I've been trying to set up a uh, an interview with these guys, but we've been playing, you know, phone tag or whatever you call it these days, email tag, for uh, for ever since Tales of the Cocktail, actually. <laughs> but one of these days, I'll do an interview with these guys, Whistle Pig, straight rye whiskey, and I'll open this tiny little bottle. What do you uh, What do you think of it? Because I heard that dude is actually like a uh, like a superstar entrepreneur. I think he was on a show, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, right, I don't, I don't know. That yeah, much about he was, him. he was on. Uh, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was in that that show that uh, that Donald Trump was was doing. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and I'm not sure if he was trying to start up, but anyways, one of the guys he got fired or whatever from Donald Trump's. I think it was that Donald Trump show um, that he had going on, and then he went off to start Whistlepig. I think he's out in the East Coast as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to learning more about Whistlepig, and, and uh, yeah, I guess I better do some research 
record <laughs> and find out more about that dude. <laughs> I don't know. All right, cool. I already speak time. Well, hey man, it's it's always awesome talking to you, and uh, I really appreciate you coming on this, on the show and and sharing your uh, experiences and knowledge. And uh, hey, tell tell people where they can find you and your podcast. Yes. Your podcast, yeah, 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 yeah. About to relaunch the podcast. Um, so you guys can follow me. My Twitter handle is Think Ozeal T H I N K Ozeal O Z E A L. I know it's a it's a different name. <laughs> uh, you can find me there. Also, uh, my bartending site, which I do a lot of private bartending, is thinkozeal.com. and I'm launching. Uh, as my man just mentioned, a podcast show called, relaunching it actually, called No Permission Needed. And I focus a lot about, focus on entrepreneurship, uh, lifestyle, and um, networking. So we're going to bring on different guests from all different walks uh, when it comes to that stuff. And I'm really excited about to relaunch it next week. So uh, right. please be sure to check it out on iTunes and uh, drop me an email, thinkozio at gmail.com. Always, if, you're, if you want to learn, if you're all about bartending, I always like to connect with bartenders all over. So uh, please be shoot me an email and say hello. Yeah. Love to hear from you. Oh, man. Well, thanks again, man. It was a great conversation. And, yeah, man. Uh, always. Always, always. And uh, one of these days we'll get together and have a drink together, <laughs> like in person. <laughs> next year, man. Next year. Yeah, I was supposed to go it. to New York, and then next year I'm going to be doing New York City. So I'll, I'll be sure to uh, hit you up, man, for sure. Awesome. awesome. Long overdue. Uh, absolutely. All right, brother. Thank you so much. All right, my man. We'll talk soon. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cheers. Thanks again for listening. And this is the Bartender Journey Podcast. Find us on bartenderjourney.net. And feel free to email me at vince.bartender at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at barkeeptips. And find us on Facebook. Just search for Bartender Journey. I appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you next time, probably in two weeks. Cheers.